Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We have had the NFLPA thing going on pretty much all day today and yesterday here on The Fan. I think it dropped during Grant and Danny yesterday or maybe during B. Mitch and Finley. I think it was during Grant and Danny. And they talked about it. I know the Junks talked about it this morning. B. Mitch and Finley talked about it during the midday. Not sure if Grant and Danny talked about it all today, but it's kind of gone through. Like I, I get all that. So you've heard pretty much exactly what this is. The NFLPA did their first ever report card that each, I think it was 1,300 players or so, were surveyed, and they gave their thoughts on their different facilities and whatnot. And the commanders finished dead last. Now, I want you to give me a second here because the reason I'm going through this is I've got a point to make. We've gone through with the commanders, but we haven't necessarily looked at the rest of the league. And I think there's some interesting things to point out from other teams around the NFL. Now, one, the whole reason you would do this if you're the NFL Players Association is because you're giving your guys some leverage. You're giving your players an opportunity to speak out anonymously to help out with the betterment of their facilities, the guys that they're working with, the things that they have to work with, right? So you're giving these guys the opportunity to really force some change in the organization because guess what happens if so-and-so comes out on whatever team, say it is the commanders, say... uh, Jamin Davis, Cole Holcomb, some dude for the commanders comes out and says, hey, uh, we don't like that we have to bunk before games. Or, uh, hey, we don't like this about the facility over in Ashburn. You know how that comes across? It comes across as being a little bit whiny, right? People are going to say, oh, you're entitled. You're getting paid millions. Shut up. You know that's going to happen. That's going to be the case. But what this does is it allows a whole conglomerate of the NFL to work together to say, this is what we want. These are the changes that we need to make. And so when you look at what happened with the commanders, I think there is a lesson to be learned there, and I think that's kind of been hammered home. Like, hey, ownership is an issue, and that needs to be fixed, and hopefully it is remedied soon. But let's look around the rest of the league. So the craziest one that I saw, there are a couple ones that are crazy overall, but the craziest thing that I saw overall out of all of this, honestly, was what the Arizona Cardinals do. 
So the Arizona Cardinals, when it comes to their food service, I'm reading from the NFLPA report here. If players would like dinner, it'll be boxed up for them, but players reported that the team will charge you via payroll deduction. This is apparently the only club that does this. Players reported that if you work out at the facility after the season is over, the team charges you for every meal eaten at the facility. Again, apparently this is the only team in the league that does this. So the Arizona Cardinals charge the players for the food they eat at the team cafeteria. That is absurd. Absolutely ridiculous. You say, oh, well, this is another one example of the entitled athlete. Come on, guys. Like this. What's the point of a cafeteria at a team facility if it isn't to provide food for the players to begin with? And it should be complimentary. It should be. These are professional athletes. To be honest with you, listening to B. Mitch and Finley earlier today, Brian Mitchell, a Washington great, described it as like a clubhouse atmosphere you want. You want a clubhouse atmosphere in your locker room, and why is that? Because it keeps the guys together, which does a couple of things. One, it keeps them out of trouble. If they're in the facility, they're not out doing crazy things that'll get them in trouble with the law, that'll get them in trouble with other things. They're not doing anything like that because they're at the facility. Two, it helps with team bonding. And when it comes to food, you can help with their nutrition. You can make sure that they're in shape. You can make sure they're eating the right things. And I think that's important for some guys. You know, a lot of guys, especially guys that have been in the league for a while, are going to understand this is my routine. This is my regular diet. This is how I do things. Early on in a career, though, unless you're coming from Alabama, which maybe you have everything better done there, or Penn State, like Jahan Dotson came from, or one of these top schools. I mean, you've kind of got everything figured out there for you, but you're leaving all that behind. Do you think that Jonathan Allen is getting his diet plan sent to him by Alabama still? No, he goes to the team that he gets drafted by. Which, the Washington, back then the Redskins. And so, I think it's ridiculous that Arizona, one, charges them for the food, and two, Listen to this. Weight room. Again, from the NFLPA report, I'm reading this. Players describe it as a health and safety risk just to walk through the weight room. The flooring is nearly a unanimous complaint in that the floors are uneven and the floorboards are peeling up. So look, I know you're going to say, we've heard it already as a radio station, it's another one of the media complaining about the facilities in Ashburn, media co- bashing the commanders. Blah, blah, blah. Look, this is all player done, and the, the commanders aren't the only one with uh, terrible things going on, right? The commanders don't have this going on. So in Arizona, you're getting charged for food from the team facility, and two, your weight room is considered a health risk because the floorboards aren't even... And they're peeling up in some spots. So I don't even want to work out of the facility. That's terrible. That's horrible. And that needs to be changed. Let's look at some other ones. And then we'll get into some teams that maybe have a little more of an impact on what the point I'm trying to make here. Cleveland Browns. The weight room is not a room at all. It actually takes up about 15 to 20 yards of the already small indoor turf practice facility. Can you imagine the pushback that Washington would be getting if over in Ashburn at their bubble 
They had the training, the weight room, in the bubble, on the field, taking up valuable space to do practice. Can you imagine? (laughs) They would be getting absolutely blasted. And I think this is a really good move for the players. Again, it gives them an opportunity to make some changes. I want to go through one more team stuff here before we get into some more of the well-known teams, the good teams in the NFL, and we'll talk about some of them coming up in the next segment. The Jaguars. This one I thought was interesting. Now, they're about to be moving to a newer facility coming up in a couple seasons, but this is ridiculous when it comes to the working environment at an NFL facility. Again, reading from the NFL PA report here. When asked what the number one thing that they want to change at their facility, the answer was unanimous. Get rid of the rats. What? Get rid of the rats at an NFL facility? Players reported that three to four weeks this season, there was a rat infestation in the locker room and laundry hampers. This is an NFL facility and there's a rat infestation? Come on. Again, I just want to show that around the league, too, that there are issues other than things going on in Ashburn and Landover. Another thing from the Jaguars. Because there's no players' family room offered, players' wives, and this isn't the only team I saw this, by the way. Because there is no players' family room offered, players' wives have breastfed their babies on the floor of the stadium's public restrooms. That's not great. I think it's very important, and I I think this would be important for me if I played at this level. Can you please take care of my family? I can deal with some of the lesser conditions for me, right? I can make it work with a weight room that isn't necessarily up to the highest quality that doesn't touch what the Cowboys have at their facility. I can deal with it maybe taking up a little bit of the space in the practice bubble. But can you take care of my family? Can you please do that? A couple more things, and then we'll get into some more of the better teams in the next segment. 20% of the players feel they have enough hot tub space, ranked 32nd. 42% of players feel they have enough cold tub space, ranked 30th. That's the Jaguars. But they're moving to a new facility, but again... Rat infestation with the Jaguars. The Cardinals are charging their players for food taken from the facility and their weight room feels like it's a health risk. It's craziness. So if it makes you feel any better about the Commanders, I mean, they're still ranked dead last, 32nd. They're still the worst team in the league when it comes to facilities in this NFLPA report card. But I did want to point out that other teams have bad things going on. But I think there's some eye-openers coming up with some of the next teams that I'm going to get into. We'll get into some more of this NFLPA report card next year in overtime on 106.7 The Fan. I'm Toby Altizer. More of this report card comes up next. Toby Altizer carrying you up until 10 o'clock tonight. Taking a look at this NFLPA report card. If you want to hop in, you can give us a call on the MGM National Harbor listener line at 800-636-1067. It's 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener line. So we went through some of the craziness. Like Again, the Cardinals, I know the Commanders ranked dead last at 32nd. And some of the stuff is pretty bad, like the drainage and not enough hot water. That's pretty bad. Cardinals stuff is pretty bad, too. So, like... At least there's another team that you can look at and be like, hey, I mean, some of the issues that we have aren't the same things that they have, and the issues that they have, we at least have that stuff fixed. 
But let's look at some teams that I think are kind of surprising. Like I, I went through each and every team this afternoon because I was like, all right, well, let's look at this a little bit differently. You know, I think we've hammered the Commanders enough. Like, we, we know 32nd in the league in terms of facility ranking, hot water lacking at times, and poor drainage. Some of these things are unacceptable. We get that. And we're not letting them off the hook. But let's see what else is going on around the NFL. And one thing that I wanted to check out, Last night, when I was in with Linnell in overtime last night, a tweet brought up to Linnell, should we be surprised that the Commanders have played, quote, as well or won as many games as they have, despite the facilities? And so I wanted to see, are there successful football teams that have pretty poor facilities? And the answer is, a couple Five, actually, I think. If I look at my list right, I think I have five written down here. Yeah, five. Rank 25th and below in terms of this report card and still have relatively successful football teams. So let's start first. In Los Angeles, and maybe this makes a little bit sense with them, the Chargers and Rams, they both rank relatively low. The Rams 25th, the Chargers 30th. They're both in temporary facilities. Maybe that makes sense since both teams are still relatively new in terms of moving. Not that they haven't had time to build a facility, but they just haven't. I believe the Chargers are working out of an old office space that's converted to a training facility. The Rams are something else, I believe. I mean, if you watched Hard Knocks with them a couple years ago, which I believe was pretty newly after they had moved to L.A., both of the teams... You could see that the facilities were subpar and that they weren't permanent-type facilities like you've seen with other teams. But the Chargers and Rams are both 30th and 25th in temporary facilities. And the Chargers have been a decent football team over the last couple years, and the Rams won a Super Bowl not that long ago. The Buccaneers, another team that that won a Super Bowl not that long ago, a team that Tom Brady went to. They ranked 26th. 75% of the players feel like they have enough room to spread out. They don't have enough room to spread out. They're one of six teams that make certain players have roommates. Again, a complaint that commanders had in theirs. One of seven teams that don't offer first-class seats to their players. Again, another complaint against the commanders. 26 for the Buccaneers. The Bengals, a team that's been one of the best teams in the AFC the last two years, went to a Super Bowl Took the Chiefs really tight this last year in the playoffs. Bengals, 27th. Players report that there is nowhere safe and warm for mothers and children to go during the game. Again, like I said earlier with, uh, I believe it was the Jaguars, breastfeeding mothers in public restrooms on the floor. One of three teams in the NFL that doesn't provide dinner to players, a thing that we were just roasting the Cardinals about at least something similar to that, one of only two teams to not provide vitamins to players, the only team that doesn't provide supplements to players. Players report that they are encouraged to come in on their off days to work out and prepare for the game. However, the cafeteria is not open on those days, so players can't even grab a banana before working out. 23% of players feel they have enough hot tub space, and only 53% of players feel they have enough cold tub space. I mean, if you were to put this 
with commanders with it, right? We'd be bashing them. And we'd spend the whole three and a half hours from 6.30 to 10 roasting the commanders. But no, this isn't the commanders. This is the Cincinnati Bengals, a successful football team over the last couple years, right? Since Zach Taylor has been there, they've made improvements. And that's another thing that they said too, is that Zach Taylor has made improvements to the facility and worked hard. So good for Zach Taylor. But the Bengals rank 27th and they've been a successful football team. I think this this disregards the notion that you can't be successful and have pretty poor facilities. The Chiefs rank 29th. The pinnacle of the NFL right now, the Kansas City Chiefs, 29th. With the lowest rating and concerning qualitative responses, we learn that the player's key concerns are with head trainer Rick Berhalter. Player respondents expressed beliefs, opinions that, one, they feel discouraged from from reporting their injuries, they do not feel they get the level of personal care that they should, and three, they fear retribution for speaking up for better care. 59% of players feel like they have enough room to spread out, so not three out of every five. One of six teams that make young players have roommates, again, a problem that the commanders have been ragged on for the last day or so. Very few first-class seats. Another problem with the commanders. So what's my point? Obviously, I think that we need to improve the work environments for these teams that I've mentioned and laid out. And obviously, the top of the list here and concerning us is the commanders. They need to work on their facilities out in Ashburn, work on the things over at FedEx as well. One... The Rams and the Chargers, I mean, I'm not going to try to bash the Commanders because I was trying to take a different approach to this, but I think it's unique and funny that the Rams and the Chargers are both working in temporary spaces, and yet they both rank ahead of the Commanders. (laughs) I think that's kind of funny. But back to my points here. Winning fixes everything. You've heard that how many times, right? Winning fixes everything. Guess what? You don't have to have the best facilities in the world to create a winning product on the field. The Kansas City Chiefs ranked 29th in this list. Fourth worst in the NFL. And they are the Kansas City Chiefs, the Patrick Mahomes-led Chiefs, the team that just won the Super Bowl, that's been to five straight AFC Championship games. Fourth worst facilities in the league. There's no excuse for losing. When you look at Ashburn, they have what's necessary. Look, should they have always hot water at the facility? Yes, no doubt about it. Should the proper drainage be over there in Ashburn? Yes, 100%. It's not an excuse for losing. Should... Every player have their own room on the road. I think so. I don't care if they're a rookie. If you're going to make people bunk up, make it be the staffers, right? Their performance, setting everything up pregame and doing various things is not as consequential as my third down running back being ready for the game on Sunday. So if you're going to bunk people up, make it be the staffers, I'm not going to say make the coaches. They're important as well. But make the staffers, maybe some of the lower-level coaches bunk together. Don't make the players. But either way, this doesn't excuse losing. 
So to answer what I was talking about with last night, when the guy tweeted in at Linnell and said, "Hey, should we be uh, you know impressed that the team has just won as many games as they have with the facilities?" No, you shouldn't be. You should be just as outraged as you have been the last couple of years at this team for losing, and this report shouldn't change it at all. The only thing that this changes is it makes you realize that buying this football team and all that comes along with it has extra costs added to it. We already knew that there needed to be a new stadium built when whoever buys this team, and hopefully Dan Snyder sells relatively soon so we can get this all settled and start looking into the future with some excitement. But now you got to build a whole new facility. Because the reality is, they have the bare minimum. Do they have what's necessary to win? Absolutely. They have what's necessary to win. They have the weight room. They have the facilities to get treatment. Is it top-notch? No, not at all. Is it outmatched by college teams? In the area even? Maybe even high school teams? Sure, yeah. But they have what's necessary to do their job. They're given the tools. Now, the tools aren't good, but they're given the tools. There's no excuse for losing. There's no excuse for losing. Don't even try to say that because the commander's facilities are so bad that that's why they're losing on the football field. This doesn't take Ron off the hook. This doesn't take Marty Mayhew off the hook. It doesn't take anyone off the hook. No excuse for losing. And lastly, I want to get some of your phone calls in on this as well, but lastly here. Players deserve the respect. If you think, all right, these are just spoiled athletes. They don't deserve all this stuff. Or if they get it, they're just being spoiled anyways. They should just shut up and be thankful. Here's the thing. When you get to the NFL, it's not by accident. You don't just happen on the talent, the work, the ability, the body to play in the NFL. doesn't happen overnight. It's a lot of hard work, and it's earned. You don't see guys just off the street winging a ball around at a park, and on Sunday, they're throwing on shoulder pads and a helmet and suiting up for your favorite team because it's not possible, because they haven't put the work in. These guys that are in the NFL have put in the hard work. They've spent the years of training, three, four years in college, years in high school. They've spent the time. They've earned the opportunity to be in the NFL. And you know what? When you get to the top of your craft, you shouldn't be served the worst working conditions of all. It's just frank. Like, just think about your job, a hobby. Think about a golfer, right, who has worked his way onto the PGA Tour, and now he's playing with Persimmon Woods. Now he's playing with a putter that you picked up at the local putt-putt course. He's playing with a golf ball that you also picked up at the putt-putt course. Are they the equipment? Are they the necessary things? Absolutely. Absolutely. But he didn't work that hard just to be served terrible working conditions. The fact of the matter is these guys have worked really hard. And this isn't a shot at the commanders. This is a shot at all the teams we've gone through on this list and even others that I didn't highlight. 
these players have earned the right to be in the NFL. You need to take care of them the right way. They deserve that respect. They've earned it. We'll get some of your phone calls next here. MGM National Harbor listener line is open, 800-636-1067. Give us a call there. You can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. I do believe we got Leroy Butler. He might be coming up at 9 o'clock, but we'll see about that. Keep it tuned right here. It's overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Do overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. I'm your host, Toby Altizer. Youngest in charge movement. You say, that's not Linnell. Yeah, it's not Linnell. He's older than me. I'm the youngest in charge, baby. I'm leading that movement now. Youngest in charge movement. Let's get out to the phone lines. MGM National Harbor listener line 800-636-1067. Again, 800-636-1067. You want to talk about this NFLPA facilities report card. Let's start with Mark in Springfield. Mark, what's going on? Good evening. Thank you. Yeah, what's going on, Mark? I think it's disgraceful that owners of football teams who earn billions of dollars each year don't provide the basics that are needed to run a world-class football organization. Mm -hmm. If you want your team to run like a Ferrari, you have to give it the care and the maintenance and the facilities of a top race car. If you want your football team to run as a top organization, you have to do the same thing. And to hear that they're nickel and diming about food, not providing proper nutrition, guidance, family facilities, to make people want to show up and make people practice, then I think they're missing the boat and you get what you deserve regardless of the fact that there are a few teams that are exceptions. And particularly when you talk about requiring or asking players to show up for OTAs and you don't give them that same first-class experience for travel, for working out, for vitamins, for food, I think you get the crappy organizations that most of these organizations have become. These athletes are like thoroughbreds. And I can tell you over the last 30 years for thoroughbred racing, a horses in the United States, they've cleaned up their act. They get the top vets, the top meds, the top food, the top trainers, top training facilities. And to tell me that college facilities are better than pro facilities is just a joke. Mm-hmm. So maybe in the next collective bargaining agreement, this is what Des Smith should be asking for. There should be a bottom floor. Money spent, requirements, facilities, training, nutrition, everything like that covering the collective bargaining and make them spend a couple more percentage points towards those type of things in order to bring up the level of competence and the level of performance of your players. I just think it's disgraceful, these billionaires. All they really care about is the bottom line. doesn't matter if the owner is Jeff Bezos or Robert Kraft or the crazy guy out in uh, the Midwest. It's all the same thing, the bottom line. And I just think it's disgraceful. Mark, appreciate the phone call, man. I think you lay out some good points there. Because imagine you're a player, right? And I know I'm getting, like he said, nickel and dimed for food. My facilities aren't top-notch. And yet I see my owner hopping on his private jet to go on a vacation to some maybe private island or something, right? I mean, I'm not going to feel great. I know I'm getting paid handsomely, and I'm not asking for you to give me the most ridiculous things in the world. But I am asking that at the facilities, they're up to par, they're nice, 
look, we're going to talk with a guy. I think we got it figured out. We're going to talk to a guy coming up at 9 o'clock, Leroy Butler. He played for the Packers his entire career. The Packers ranked relatively high in this. And guess where they're still playing? And guess where they're still working out of? Lambeau Field. They're not working out of some brand new stadium like SoFi out in L.A. They're working with Lambeau. You know what that requires? Maintenance. Upkeep. Renovation. When I left, because I came from Wisconsin, they were building a new player's parking garage because players complained about parking. And they fixed it. They worked on it. Those are the type of things you need to do. And the way you get to 32nd like it is in Ashburn is you build something, and at the time it's nice, and then you never touch it for 20 years. And that's where you get with what we have over in Ashburn and Commander's Park. Andre's in Manassas, 800-636-1067. Andre, what's going on? Andre, you there? Give a second for Andre. You want to maybe see if he's on hold there? But the thing is, I've been down to Dallas, right? I've been down to Frisco, where the Cowboys built their new practice facility, the Star. And it's so nice. And I'd like to see Washington do something like this. Because what happened and when I went down there, and I think anyone from around here that understands what the facilities are like in Ashburn and understand just maybe you haven't been inside, but you, you've seen videos here and there of inside the locker room or outside the facility. Like You know what it's like a little bit, even if you've never been inside. I challenge you, if you're ever in the area, to check out the star in Frisco, Texas. And you've got billions of dollars spent on this facility by Jerry Jones. And if there's one thing, I'm not a Jerry Jones fan, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but he does things right. And that whole area is Cowboys related. The whole thing. You got restaurants, you got uh, different little statues, things on the on the sidewalk for Michael Irvin or for Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman. You got a little indoor practice facility, a little stadium that you host high school football games at. I was able to go to a high school football game there. How cool is that too, right? The Dallas Cowboys build this facility. You've got the star at midfield, and you know that guys like Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, Micah Parsons, all these dudes are practicing here. And I'm a high school football player, and I get the opportunity on a Friday night to go play where these guys practice. And they have it a little stadium built, and it's open to the public. You know, you can come watch the game, pay for a ticket. And then you go to the restaurants, and you've got cowboy stuff everywhere. You see the star everywhere. Out in front of the little practice area, indoor facility, you've got a turf field that's a miniature replica of what you have over at Jerry World. And little kids can run around with their foam footballs and pretend like they're scoring touchdowns for the Dallas Cowboys. If you're growing up in that area, or if you're living in that area, even if you're not necessarily a Cowboys fan, you got a soft spot for them because you respect all that money that they spent and you respect the area. And if you're someone that's not a fan of any team, how could you help but not turn into a Cowboys fan, right? Just because of the fact that what Jerry did there is made sure that everything that you see in that little area is going to be Dallas Cowboys. 
And I wonder if Washington couldn't do something like that. Now, first, and I've seen JP report about this, uh, JP Finley, that is, report about this, a possibility. And I wonder if they couldn't do something like this, where the facility in Ashburn, I think that's got to go as soon as there's a new owner in town once they get a new facility. But the ideal way that you could work all this out, and I think obviously the best way to do it would be if Jeff Bezos buys the team because he's got the money right up front to do it. Build a new stadium at the RFK site. Obviously, this would have to be in this order. Build a stadium at RFK and then take FedEx Field. And I've seen this already You know, said maybe there's a possibility. Take the FedEx Field area and turn that into the practice facility and then sell that land in Ashburn to some of the tech companies in the area. But wouldn't it be cool if in Landover, if that's where they're going to put the new practice facility... You could have something like what you have for the Star and the Cowboys. I don't know what else is around that area, but in Frisco, that is. But when you go there, like you have stuff you can do. Like there's also a gym there that you can work out in, uh, obviously, like team stores and different things. And obviously, you have the Cowboys practice facility. I wonder if you couldn't do something like that right now. In Landover. I understand that Landover is a little bit out of the way or there's not really anything around it. I get all that because that's all the complaints that we have going to games at FedEx Field. You know, it's nice to go to a game here at Nats Park. Obviously, our studio is here on Half Street. You just walk right down there, right? And there's stuff all around it. Same thing with Capital One Arena. There's stuff all around it. That's cool. There's really not a whole lot of stuff around FedEx Field. But I wonder if you revitalize that whole area, which has been talked about as well, and you try to build some maybe some houses, put some restaurants in, do something like Jerry Jones did with the star, but do that with everything commanders out at Landover. Call it the command station. I don't know. But do something like that. Because I think overall what you're doing here is you're building the brand not just through your team, right? Not just through your team play on the field. Look, if you're down there in Texas, the Cowboys haven't won anything in how long? They've won division titles or they've gone to the play. They haven't been to a conference championship game and isn't it the longest streak? I don't know how many years it is, but it's been a long time since they've even been to an NFC championship game. So it's not like the Cowboys have just been winning, 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 winning. The games they've won have been either meaningless regular season games that don't result in anything long-term or one playoff game to eventually lose. Like, that's literally all the Cowboys have done. But why wouldn't you be a fan of them if you're in the area and you've got this facility, you've got everything you can... You can hang out where the Cowboys hang out. And you know what? You might have a chance to spot them. Because guess what? Dak Prescott... I mean, if you watch Hard Knocks with the Cowboys, and I know I've mentioned that a couple times tonight, but little ice cream shop that you saw Dak Prescott and Trayvon Diggs and Diggs' son there. And that was just at the star. It's just at the facility. That's at where the practice facility is. Why can't Washington have something like that? That's kind of what my dream is. And I know the idea that you'd like to have it near the stadium. Frisco is not anywhere near Arlington either. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the stadium and practice facility are right next to each other. 
I just think overall, when we look at these different facilities and things, and Washington coming in dead last, it's disappointing the way that some of these teams treat their players because, again, these players have earned the right to be respected and given the right things. And it'd be a different thing, too, if these teams weren't making any money and, in turn, the players were like, you know, let's be a little bit careful on how we spend the money because we're not making as much. And maybe that is a thing with Dan Snyder. Who knows? Maybe he doesn't have enough cash to upgrade the spot. I don't know. But treat these guys right. Build a new facility. Fix this thing up. I think Washington can be one of those predominant franchises in the NFL again. I really do. I mean, I talked about it when I hosted overtime a couple of weeks ago after going to the XFL game, which if you have a chance on Sunday, go check that thing out. Go down to Audi Field, check that thing out on Sunday. The atmosphere for a DC Defenders game was phenomenal. And I can only imagine what it would be like if it were our team, the Burgundy and Gold, the team that we've cheered for since we were kids, the team we've always loved. It was good. They were playing good football. They were in D.C. They had a new owner. Like, can you imagine the energy again? I think this team can be one of the top franchises in the NFL once again, and hopefully that's going to be the case soon enough when Dan Snyder sells this thing. 800-636-1067, MGM National Harbor listener line. Let's get out to Mike in Glenmont. Mike, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going, boss? How's it going, Mike? I'm all right, I'm all right. Yeah, it's so interesting that we're talking about stadiums because uh, during the summer I had the the opportunity to visit Foxborough, did a little uh, road trip up the northeast, and, man, what a stadium. There was a movie theater, there was restaurants, there was even a Victoria's Secret. There was literally anything you needed, anything you wanted to do next to the stadium, it was there. And it's just so disappointing that, you know, an organization like Washington with such history you know, we have nothing around FedEx for it. It's, it's so disappointing. But thanks for taking my call, boss. Appreciate the phone call, Michael. Yeah, I believe it's called Patriot Way up there or something. I don't know, Patriot Place or something like that. Yeah, they've got a lot of stuff around there. And that's the kind of thing you want, right? A one-stop shop. I can watch a football game. I can grab a bite to eat afterwards, maybe catch some other football games. I can shop there, do all these different things. Maybe they do it around the new stadium at RFK or something. I don't know. But I would like to see something where we can revigorate the fandom and get people. Because again, in Dallas, in that Frisco area where you're, it's all in your face if you go to that area, you can't help but be a Cowboys fan if that's all you're going to see, right? Let's make it that way with the Commanders. Let's get some pride again with this fan base. It'd be nice to have, and hopefully it can be back soon enough if Dan Snyder would sell the team. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I think we got it figured out. Pro Football Hall of Famer Leroy Butler from the Green Bay Packers joins the show next. It's overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.